I'm Andrea. And I'm Brandy. And we're Sarcastic in Suburbia. Discussing life's everyday annoyances with laughter and sarcasm. Well, welcome back. Episode two coming at ya. I cannot believe we're doing this again. I'm excited though. Me too. I'm so excited and I think we should first shout out all of the people who we told, hey, we're doing a podcast. We'd love it if you listened. And then they sent back, I mean, stories. They were laughing about things that we said and um, kind of things that they want to hear in the future. So I just feel like so grateful for the listeners we already have and hopefully all of the ones that are yet to come. Yes, thank you so much for everybody who listened and responded. That was awesome. Um, Before we get started, um, this episode is about vacations and trips and the difference between those two. Uh, But we kind of had to make a little bit of a disclaimer before we get started here. Um, Some of the stories or things we talk about in this episode do not necessarily reflect actual people or events so if we're telling a story it doesn't necessarily mean it's about you it could be (laughs) or it might just be something that someone else told us about or something we saw while we were on a trip Um, so please please don't get butt hurt if you think (laughs) sorry if you if you if you think a story is about you it probably isn't So please don't get mad at us. For sure. Absolutely. Honestly, when it comes to traveling anyways, it is the best people watching ever. So it's not even necessarily what you go through, but you're watching other people go through and you're just watching from afar and thinking, thank God that's not my life. Absolutely. So anyways, good disclaimer. I like it. So there is a distinction between a vacation and a trip. Yes. And so I would say I just got back from my trip with my family Um, just this past weekend. We went to Gulf Shores, Alabama. If you have not visited there before, I would highly recommend it. It is absolutely beautiful. We stayed in a condo right off the beach. It overlooked uh, the pool and the beach and we had direct access to the beach so we didn't have to drive anywhere or do anything that we didn't want to and it was just seriously so much fun because the weather was perfect meanwhile back here in Kansas City it was raining and there was actually a tornado while we were gone so it was just so surreal to look out and see all of the all of the um how beautiful the ocean was and then know that so many people back home were literally losing their houses so for that I definitely any of our listeners who were affected by that we send our thoughts and prayers to you we hope that um, you know you're able to rebuild and find some type of joy in all of the sadness and tragedy that has gone on in the past week or so absolutely that was scary and crazy it was so scary it's so it's so terrifying and we weren't home and it was even more terrifying because we're trying to contact everybody hey how's it going are you staying safe are the sirens going off and meanwhile it was so beautiful we were watching one of the most gorgeous sunsets over the ocean and then so many people were literally 
taking mattresses, putting them over their heads, and just trying to survive. So it was very, very crazy, um, the difference between the weather. But, you know, we had a good a good trip. It was one of those trips where I, I haven't been able to make it the last couple of years. My mother-in-law takes my kids each summer for a week, which is I mean, grandma of the year taking your kids for a week anywhere is insane, but specifically that far. Um, But it was nice because there wasn't really any true plans of things we had to do. Um, But then there's also those moments where you're just like, oh, I wish I was at home. I miss my bed. I miss routine. I miss getting in my own car, driving and doing whatever I want to do. So it was back and forth. Yes, and there is, um, so you went on a trip, but you also went on a vacation. And maybe we should kind of talk about the difference between those. Um, A vacation, there are no children that you are lugging around. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is a vacation. No kids. Uh, A trip usually involves children. Correct. And, you know, I don't even mean to be negative about those things because it's not a negative thing. I like taking trips with my kids. Depends on the ages, too. That's what I was getting ready to say. Ages mean a lot when it comes to taking trips because I have a teenager who's almost in high... Well, who is in high school now, I guess. He's a freshman. And then uh, a fifth grader. So they pretty much do what I ask them to do. It's honestly being around other people's kids that's hard and not even just the ones that you're traveling with I mean I'm used to going to a restaurant and having my two kids sit at the table not need kids menus not run off you know just things like that and then you go on vacation and there's a lot of really young kids and they are having complete breakdowns because they miss their nap because they're hungry because they don't want to eat this because they want to go home etc 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 so it's just it's not even hard with your own kids sometimes it's hard because you're surrounded by a lot of other people's children and they just aren't the same ages as yours, and they just don't act the same way that yours do. Yeah, I think you have different expectations for your kids, and you kind of it, it is frustrating when people don't have those things, same expectations, although they're not going to. But yeah, restaurants in general, even not on a trip, are frustrating with my children or with someone else's children, especially other people's kids. I love my kids other people's kids not so much there's very few kids that are not mine that I really like spending a lot of time with you know I think you hit the nail on the head but I also think that this is the first time I'll even just say in the last few years where it has been deemed okay to make that statement and not be a bad person Because I have always said, if my mom were alive, she would definitely back me up on this. From the moment I was probably in fifth or sixth grade, I said, I don't know why people have children because they are messy, they're annoying, they're loud, they don't listen, it doesn't make any sense to me. Fast forward, I have my own two kids, so obviously I do like children. However, I don't necessarily like to be around other people's kids, especially for an extended period of time. Now, we have birthday parties and we have softball games. I love all of those girls that my daughter's friends with. I have no problem with them whatsoever, but I'm never going to be the person that says, hey, we're going to go on a trip. 
why don't you bring three friends along with you? Yeah, That's no. not going to happen. And I know that sounds rude, but I feel like if it's going to affect my happiness, why would I do it? I think people should do things out of the kindness of their own hearts and not as a way to get someone to do something for them later. Like I'm never going to ask anyone, hey, can you babysit my kids so that, you know, thinking that they're going to say, oh yeah, as long as you babysit mine back. Like you, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so I feel like now is the time where people are, especially moms, are coming out and saying, you know what, I love my kids, but I don't really love everybody's kids and we're not bad people. Yeah. Before I had kids, I was a teacher and I enjoyed the kids in my class kind of because they were mine. I kind of had control of them and kind of could sway how the day went and control the situation. I feel with other people's kids, you are not, unless you're in a situation like Sunday school or where you're in control, like you're the adult in charge, you you don't have a say on their behavior. And I think that's part of it. So once I had kids though, I was like, meh, everybody else's kids. No, no thank you. I know. And it's so hard because you... There are some people who are the exact opposite, and my mom was one of them. It was like the more kids, the merrier. She just loved kids and found so much joy in letting them be themselves. And who cares if they made a mess? And who cares if they were sticky? And I did not get that gift. It just is not the person that I am. I have an older sister, and she is very much more go with the flow. She has a neighbor who um, has a kid her son's age. And he's basically a part of their family. He comes in, eats their snacks, has dinner with them sometimes. And he's such a nice kid. There's absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever. But for me, I'm like, that's just one more person. Can we maybe have just my family and not the neighbor kid for a day? And she is the polar opposite. She's totally cool with it. No big deal. Absolutely. Come on in. Get yourself a snack. You guys want to go out on the trampoline? All of those things. And we we could not be any more different when it comes to that. So speaking of snacks, did you eat any good food on vacation? Okay. Or trip? Yeah, both. Well, either one. Both. Okay, so I will say on the vacation that I took with my friend in Nashville, we drank our calories times 100. So the problem was that we decided, hmm, what if we just drank and didn't really eat that much Maybe that would be a better situation. We'd get buzzed a little bit faster, and then we wouldn't have to worry about feeling so bloated or feeling so unhealthy. Well, let me tell you how that worked out for us. <laughs> so we get off the plane. We mm, It's maybe 1045, and we decide we should go to the liquor store. First stop, liquor store. So we do that. We go to the hotel, put all of our stuff away, etc. We start drinking from that point. And I will also tell people I do not drink often. So it doesn't take much for me to feel any kind of buzz whatsoever. And it also doesn't take much for me to be drunk. So now I'm in Nashville with my best friend from ages ago. We have no kids. We've never taken a solo vacation together ever. And it's 90 degrees outside. So naturally, we're already a little bit buzzed when we leave the hotel. We go down to Broadway and we just decide to bar hop the entire day. By the time it was about 3.30, it felt like midnight. We felt like we had been going hard for hours. Which is funny because 
That is not you at all. Not even close. I don't go to bars anyways. I, I don't go to bars in Kansas City. The only bar I go to is down the street, a bar and grill for dinner with my family. I yeah. just don't drink very often. I'm not a partier by any means at all. Even having people over. I hardly drink when people are over and they're drinking in my house. And I just, I don't know what it is. So we decide to keep on going, keep on trucking. That night ended about 10.30 p.m. And I swear to you, it felt like 5 o'clock in the morning. It was so funny. We kept saying, we can't leave because it's too early. Like, this is, people are just now coming out. But we went ahead and called it a night. So, but basically, my whole reason for telling you that is, in Nashville, we really didn't eat great food because we spent the entire time drinking our calories. Which is fine. It was great. Um, And then in Gulf Shores, a little bit different. So, we pretty much ate out every meal which made me feel terrible about myself. Which and at first, it sounds like a, it sounds fantastic. Yes. Until you put on a swimsuit. Yeah. And then you're thinking, what happened over the last two days? I swear when I packed this, it didn't fit like this. I felt a lot more self-conscious after eating fried foods. And even though I was drinking mostly water and not soda or anything else, I still felt so bloated and gross like I looked at myself and was like you're disgusting like there everything about you is so gross which is not good you're not supposed to feel that way but then you go down to the pool and then you realize you're not that disgusting because you're watching people who have absolutely no self-doubt whatsoever wearing things that you wouldn't be caught dead in yeah Ever. Not in front of your kids, not in front of your husband. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, here's this lady in a string bikini, but the strings somehow evaporated into her body. So you couldn't even see them. And I'm not even trying to be mean, but it's like, how did she get that confidence? And then I've been eating fried foods for two days and I want to vomit. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. I'm like covered from like neck to knee and... <laughs> Like, not confident because you eat eat out twice. Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. I felt like I wanted to be in scuba gear. Like, completely. Nobody see any part of my body whatsoever. And the only reason why I didn't go that route is because I really needed a tan real bad. So, I was like, I'm going to have to let my legs show all of those things because I do not want to go back home and look like I never was on the beach in the first place. But meanwhile... You had, you know, Susie on the beach, completely confident. I mean, strutting like she was the bee's knees. And I felt so uncomfortable, not for her, for me, because I felt like I want that. I want to get to a point where I am okay with the person that I am, not even just personality-wise, et cetera, but in my own skin. And it has been a really long time since I have felt confident in my own body. And it's definitely something that I am working on. My problem is on vacation or a trip or a road trip or, well, even date night, I feel like food is, like, special. It's a special occasion, so I'm going to eat what I want to eat and eat as much as I want. And on vacation, that can get kind of not the best. It's not the best idea. Right. I, um, I eat every single meal. Like it's a cheat meal. Give me all the fried foods, all the gas station snacks, all, you just, everything. All of it. And if we're at an all-inclusive resort, 
it's just game over because then you have dessert you have the dessert bar you have like this and that and there's just food all over all the time 24 7 and I'm gonna eat it all yes and you also feel like if you don't know what to do in a moment like if you're at the pool and you're thinking I don't really know what I want to do I should probably eat hmm I'm kind of tired but I really shouldn't take a nap you know what I'll do I'll probably eat and then you wake up and you think I never have donuts I should probably eat those too. So it's one of those things where when you're in vacation mode or trip mode or whatever it is you want to call it, if you don't know what to do, the answer is always you should eat. And that is absolutely what happened. The kids were so excited. They were eating breakfast, which consisted of ice cream and donuts because the donut place also served ice cream. So the entire time it's open, it's serving ice cream. So here we were, 9 o'clock in the morning. A little froyo, some donuts, and there was an arcade. Like there was an arcade inside of this place. So I'm just thinking, hmm, I'm not exactly sure how a person can possibly go in here, not get donuts, not get froyo, and not let their kids play in the arcade, even though it's 9:30 a.m. Yes, it's. I always get it. My problem is, is that I eat so much and so often that I'm never actually hungry. Like the very first, like twinge of my stomach that I'm a little tiny bit hungry, I'm eating something because it's right there. Sometimes they'll bring up things of food and make it in front of you. It's right there. Or if we're on like a road trip and we're going to visit some family or something, I mean, with, with kids, you always have snacks. So you're, I just eat even when I'm not hungry. And then nothing tastes good either because I'm not hungry. I'm just eating for the fun of it. And then you tell yourself, I'm going to remember exactly how I feel in this moment. So gross, so bloated, so disgusting to myself that the next time that I'm faced with to eat it or not to eat it, that I'm going to choose not to eat it. And that goes by the wayside so quickly, it's not even funny. Every time. Every time, I, even when you're not on vacation, even when it's the weekend and I think to myself, oh my gosh, I just had those chicken flatas and that espinaca dip and it was amazing. But remember how you feel, like you can't even carry your body around because you were so full of chips. You're yes. never gonna do this ever again. That's, yep. that's the plan, you're never gonna do this again. Fast forward 24 hours, hey, do you guys wanna go to dinner? Well, why the heck not? Absolutely. Where do you want to go? And then you proceed to do the exact same thing to yourself all over again. And then you're too tired, too bloated to go to the gym, to do anything about your scenario and promise yourself once again, hey, I'm going to choose not to do this anymore. Oh, I'm the same way with food that I know messes with my stomach. And every time I eat it, I just think, oh, I'm just not going to do it next time. Remember, I just don't eat it. It makes you feel bad. Yep. And then I still eat it the next day or the next day or the next time we go out to dinner. I know. Or it's so crazy. You'll actually choose that restaurant that you swore, hey, if I go there, I'm not going to get that specific meal. And then someone says, hey, do you want to go to dinner? And you suggest the restaurant of the place that made you feel sick the last time, knowing it's going to make you feel sick again. It doesn't. It's such a mind game And that's why I have to tell myself over and over again, there's a reason why people say mind over matter, mind over matter. It is so true. It is not, 
it is not your desire to to do something it is the willpower like do you fine in my brain oh i want to eat that do i have the willpower not to nope yeah it's so annoying to me i think i just need to get food poisoning at all my favorite restaurants (laughs) (laughs) and that might help i mean because there's been a couple times where i've gotten sick like eating a specific there's a specific it's like it's a salad that you've used like um ramen noodles in have you ever seen that it's like a ramen noodle salad so it's like coleslaw and like a dressing and they crunch up ramen noodles and I had an unfortunate event with that salad (laughs) and okay wait were you in I have to I'm sorry I don't want to be like too graphic or gross was this in public your unfortunate event um no I was at home like okay we had my mom had taken it to like a picnic and so there was leftovers and at that time I really liked this salad it was good and so we had it at this picnic and it was in our refrigerator. I don't know for how many days that mm, might that have been pro- part okay. of the problem. Or it sitting out and then putting being in the refrigerator for too many days. Um, and I should have known better because when I cracked open the lid, it smelled a little funky. <laughs> and I still went ahead and ate it. No. Yes. How yes. old were you? Probably middle school. Okay. Okay. So at a stupid age. Yes. When you're doing stupid things. Yes. Okay. No, yeah. I wasn't an adult. Okay. But okay. I'll give you a so pass I mean, on that. I, I should have known better, but I didn't. Okay. And, and I, how long was it before you were like, mm, this oh, was a really big mistake? Only a couple of hours. Ooh. Yes. That's not okay. And I still cringe and get my stomach gets queasy when I see someone has made that salad at a picnic or a potluck. Oh, God. Okay, so kind of off of that, I guess, I have not eaten Wendy's chicken nuggets in years because back in 2009 when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was really hungry and I was the kind of pregnant where I had to eat as soon as I was hungry because if I didn't, I would basically dry heave. I mean, no matter where I was, at work, in the car, etc. So as soon as it came over me, I always had snacks, but... I didn't that day, and so I'm like, go through the drive-thru. I have got to get something yes. in before I just start I'm gagging. like that, and I'm not pregnant. Well, it was really bad then. So my husband goes and gets me chicken nuggets, and I tell him right away. I take one bite, and I'm like, I think it's just me, but these don't taste right. Oh, and no. he's eating a chicken sandwich. And he's like, really? My chicken sandwich tastes fine. I was like, I don't know. I think it's me. I'm just not going to eat it. So he takes a bite of the chicken nugget and he said, yeah, it's definitely you. These are good. I was like, well, have them. Go ahead. So fast forward to that night and in the middle of the night, he wakes me up and he is drenched in sweat. I mean, drenched. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, what's the matter? Are you okay? And he's like, I don't know. I'm so sick. I hate to wake you, but I've been up for hours and I cannot stop getting sick. Oh my gosh. So I start asking questions okay, what do you mean by getting sick? And he's like, both ways. I was like, no, 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 no. So I am, this is going to, gosh, I'm going to sound so rude when I tell everybody this. I am such a sleeper to the point where I don't care about anyone or anything when I'm asleep. Like, I'm not good about this. And we had our four-year-old in the other room. He's sick. I'm tired. I have 
a lot of issues when I was pregnant with my daughter. And so I say, well, I don't know what you want me to do because I'm not going to go wake up our firstborn and haul him downstairs and take you to the hospital. I'm not going to do it. So you're going to need to call your mom. And he's like looking at me. I mean, he's white as a ghost. And he's like, are you kidding? I was like, absolutely not. I'm not kidding. You need to call her. If you feel that inclined, then you need to call her. And so he does. I feel terrible about this now, but I, in the middle of the night, I did not feel terrible. And so he goes and he keeps trying to call me, but I'm asleep and I have my phone on silent. That's another thing. If you want to get a hold of me at night, if there's an emergency, yeah, that's not going to happen. Call my husband. I keep my phone on silent. I need my sleep. So he keeps trying to call me, call me, call me, call me. I get up and I have all of these missed calls on my phone. And so I call him back. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, well, just to let you know, I had severe food poisoning from Wendy's last night. Oh, no. They did all of my blood work. Like, his stuff was completely off the charts. He brings it all home, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I just made my food-poisoned husband get picked up by his mom because I did not want my sleep interrupted. I felt terrible. So right as he's telling me that, my stomach is like, mmm... I don't know if I'm going to be sick or not because I had one of the four chicken nuggets. I seriously got my karma so quickly and spent an entire day in the bathroom with the exact same issue. But of course I was pregnant, so it was so much worse. The good news is I only ate one. I was able to hydrate myself at home. I didn't have to go to the hospital, etc. But still to this day, when I see the Wendy sign, I'm not kidding you. It makes me like... I start to feel like I could gag. It's disgusting. And by the way, if anyone wants to know what Wendy's did about this, we called, we let them know what happened, and they apologized and sent us coupons for free food (laughs) in the mail. And my husband went off, like went off, because I think we ended up having to pay like $500 just for him to go to the emergency room. And he's like, I don't want... Free food. I want you to pay for my hospital bill. This is insane. And we also thought there's no possible way no other person from that Wendy's was sick. There's no way. But lo and behold, Wendy's is not on our list of places that we like to go. That's kind of, that is, that's sad. I really, really like Wendy's chili. And I know that's like on the list of like, do not eat at any, like at that restaurant. Like don't eat their chili because it sits around. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yes. That is so gross. That's really gross, but I don't like chili anyway, so it doesn't bother me. No, I love it, and I love their chili, and I love their chicken nuggets. Their chicken nuggets are so good. We used to go and get their chicken nuggets and then go buy McDonald's and get their fries because McDonald's fries are way better. Mm -hmm. And so we would look like, you know, fatties going from one drive-thru to another, and then I would hide the bag. Like, it made it any less... <laughs> like you're cheating on yes, McDonald's it, with Wendy's. Right. No, but even more so, I felt like I don't want the people who were giving us the food to be like, okay, how hungry are you guys right now? Because <laughs> the McDonald's workers are judging you. That's exactly right. Well, that's how I felt. So, we used to do that whole thing, and then once we got sick from Wendy's, I'm serious, I really cannot eat Wendy's. Like, I can't, I just can't trust it at all. Sometimes the kids will be like, can we have a Frosty? I'm like, I'd rather take you to Dairy Queen. Like, there's just still something I'm, like, harboring ill feelings toward Wendy's. Which is... We just had Frosties from there because they're 50 cents right now. I know, and there was a sign out there. I just saw them the other day. I know. I'm gonna have to break down and take the kids to Wendy's and just not order anything. It's fine. It is what it is. 
well. Anything else happen on your trip that was exciting or? Oh my gosh. The most exciting. I cannot believe I almost forgot. I'm so glad you brought this up. Okay. Nashville. Have you ever been to Nashville? No. Okay. Nashville is such a place that it reminds me so much of Kansas City because the people that are there are so much like Kansas Cityans. They're just so nice. They're just so pleasant to be around. And honestly, everyone goes to Nashville for a good time. Like, you don't go to Nashville because you're thinking, oh, I would really like a really peaceful and quiet trip. No, you're going there for a good time. You're going there for a bachelorette party, a birthday party, a concert, something like that. And I would also like to tell you, we saw at least, bare minimum, 25 bachelorette parties the weekend we were there. That's insane. It is the bachelorette party capital of the United States. Seriously. Guys go to Vegas. Girls go to Nashville. It's insane. Also, not that we have any single guys, but if any of listening to us, I mean, maybe we do. But if you know single guys and they're like, gosh, I can't meet anybody, send them to Nashville. I saw so many attractive women in Nashville I thought to myself, if I was a guy and I was single, this is where I would be. Because there are so many eligible bachelorettes everywhere waiting for the right someone to come along. But anyway, we go to Nashville for a good time. We went to the Eric Church concert on Saturday night. He played Nissan Stadium. It was awesome. Three hours of his set. It was so good. We walked over the pedestrian bridge And as soon as we're on the other side, my friend says, oh my gosh, look at this Rolls Royce. Like, who the heck is showing up on Broadway in this kind of car? Right after she gets that out, we just hear people screaming. Just screaming. At first, I thought something bad was happening. I turn around, and inside of Kid Rock's bar is Kid Rock himself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Kid Rock. Not a huge Kid Rock fan, but how cool yeah, that Kid Rock is famous. in his yeah is in his bar. So we're on the sidewalk. All of the windows are open, and we're looking, and he's singing now on his stage. And these people in his bar are freaking out. And then all of a sudden, he says, "And I'd like to welcome my friend, John Party." And I freaked out. Not screaming, freaked out, but I freaked out. I was like, "No freaking way." So, of course, I'm one of those people. I get out my phone because I need to have evidence that this occurs. And I start videoing them singing. And we got a full-blown, like, 25-minute set with Kid Rock and John Party singing. And then, if that wasn't enough, then Kid Rock says, And I'd like to welcome my friend, Big and Rich. So, I don't know if you know Big and Rich. But save a horse, ride a cowboy. So... He came on stage and sang that, and I was like, what is this life? How is this happening? It is 12.30 in the morning, and they are just... Oh, that's oh, crazy. It is in late. In the middle of the day. It, no, a.m. Oh, so okay, it's after the okay. concert. Yes. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, I get it. People party all night long, I understand. But 12.30, they were just tearing it up. It was so, so cool. It was one of the best parts of our trip because it was so unexpected and so unplanned so we're standing there we finally walk off when they're done singing and we look at each other and we're like 
our trip was seriously just made and we did not need tickets for that. Like that was the yeah. best thing that happened. That's crazy. It was so awesome. But there's famous people everywhere. I mean, yeah. people run into people every. So Nashville's kind of like the music version of Hollywood. Yes, absolutely. And especially country music. Yes. But I will say, because people say, well, I hate country music. Okay, that's fine. There's music everywhere. And the best part is that there is live music everywhere for free. So if you go inside of a restaurant, there's someone singing. If you go up to the second floor, there's a different someone singing. So most of the time, the different floors are different genres. So it's not necessarily all country music, but it's music everywhere. And for me, music is a passion. I love it so much. So I felt like every time we went anywhere, whether we were walking down the street, having lunch, going to a concert, we were just surrounded by music and it was awesome. It sounds like fun. And that is uh, one of those places that is on my trip list. You have to sure. do it. You have to do it. And especially you should do it without kids. Now, I'm... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, unless my kids are older. Right. Well, high school age. There are things to do not on Broadway. Like, Broadway is... It's kind of like the Vegas Strip. There's a lot more to Vegas than the Strip. That's where people go, but there's a lot more to do. So, I'm sure there are family-friendly things to do in Nashville. I've never been... For a family trip, I've always been to have a good time with people who are over the age of 21. And so I would recommend doing it with couples or even just your husband. If you guys want to get away and you don't know where to go, Nashville is an affordable place. There are tons of things to do for free. And I feel like you have to experience it at least once because it is so awesome. It sounds fun. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. So, right after you have this amazing, fun, fantastic trip, rela- or vacation, mm-hmm. and it was relaxing and fun, you get on an airplane and you go on a trip. <laughs> yes, and this is going to sound bad, but reality set in so fast with the difference between a vacation and a trip. And I almost wish, not that I could have planned it any better because it was what it was, but I almost wish my family trip was before my vacation with my friend because I was on such a high. I felt so free. It was one of those weekends where I felt like, you know what? I'm going to cut my hair off. I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to flash these people just driving by. Like just so... I mean, I'd have to pull down my Spanx to do it, but it doesn't matter. I felt lively. I felt like I'm ready to just, like, let myself go. And then I get off the plane, and I get in a car with my family, with six other people who were hungry and hot and ready to go eat, and I was ready to go sleep, go back to the condo. And I was like... I miss my friend and I miss my old life that I just had 24 hours ago. And it it felt nice to be able to see them, obviously. Because mom guilt sets in. It doesn't matter if you're going on a trip for two days. For some reason, you're still thinking about those little boogers. Yeah. You're still like, oh, I'm missing their baseball game. Or I wonder what they're doing right now, even though you're having so much fun without them. I don't think dads experience that. No, I don't I don't think so either. At all. And actually, I want our husbands to come on the podcast and talk about dad guilt because I guarantee you my husband says there is that none. doesn't exist. I've never felt that a day in my life. I guarantee. And he's been a dad for almost 14 years. And I don't think he's ever felt dad guilt. Ever. But me, on a trip for 48 hours without 
any of my family members, and I 100% had mom guilt. I mean, my friend was missing her son's baseball tournament. She's getting, we're at the pool, and she's watching, like, updates. Like, oh, he's at bat, he hit a double. All, that's what moms do. Yeah. We just care so much about all of those things, and it sets in. So I had some mom guilt. I get off the plane. I see my kids. It feels good to see them. And then they tell me that they're hungry and that they want to go eat. And I was like, no, I'm already done. I already want to go home. I should have flown home. And then I thought maybe I should have done that. Then me and my husband would have had five days to ourselves without kids. And our anniversary's coming up this week. It'll be 11 years that we've been married. And so I thought, that was stupid. I should have flown home. We should have done whatever it is that we... Or we he should have flew somewhere and met me yeah. for five days. That's I'm like, we did this so backwards. I yeah. don't know what we were thinking. But anyways, then you're, you know, then you're surrounded with family. And although it was, like I said, it was a good trip, it was just already so different. And there is different levels of trips, too. So you have, like, just your immediate family, your kids and your spouse. Yep. And then you have another tier that is family members, like parents and siblings. And then some people even do like cousins and, you know, like big. I've never done, uh, maybe when I was younger, but not like a trip trip. Yes, no, I, I take that back. I have done that, but I was in high school, so it doesn't really count. Right. Do we want to, instead of having you rehash your vacation, because it, or your trip, Mm-hmm. Uh, with your family it does sound like you had some fun times but there's always frustrations when it comes to a trip with other family members and with your children do we want to go over a couple of things that don't necessarily specifically have anything to do with your trip but just trip annoyances in general oh a hundred percent because i've tried we've gone on both of us have gone on trips with our families and have endured quite the experiences not even in our own party yeah from just, other people just wa- I mean just watching other people and how they interact with their families and you're thinking oh my gosh this is so bad absolutely let's go okay um so when you're on a trip with other family members I think one of the worst things one of the things that drives me the most crazy is being on someone else's schedule or having to follow a timetable that you did not set. A hundred percent. This is, all I will mention, George could have gone on this trip with us. He chose not to. Let me tell you the number one reason why he chose not to. The exact thing you just said. He's like, I would want my own car, stay in my own place. I don't want to have to say, What do you want to do? Where do you want to eat? What's the plan for today? He said, I just want to get up, do my own thing with my family and move on. And if I can't do that, I'm out. So absolutely. That is very, very hard to be on someone else's time, especially if you're thinking, hey, let's have this be a day where nobody gets ready. We just go out, put on ball caps, move on. But then there's other people who get ready and prepped for the day, and then you look like their ugly stepsister. Well, and no one can agree on what they're doing. So you have, especially if you have a wide age range, if you have somebody in your party that has children who still nap, that does not necessarily mean that, A, everybody has to stay out of the house so your children can nap, 
but it also doesn't mean that we all have to stay in and can't do anything while your children nap. For sure, absolutely. Or even I'm thinking people who are older. I mean, we had we had an elderly person mm-hmm. on our trip with us, and God love her, nothing against her whatsoever, but she's slower moving. You can't do all of the things that you would do if you didn't have an elderly person with you. And so obviously that limits you and the things that you're able to do. And you also don't want to put her in a position where she's uncomfortable. Like there were a lot of times where I would have preferred to eat outside. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. It's like a great breeze and it's awesome because you're overlooking the water, all of those things. Well, for an older person, it's too hot. Yeah. So, you know, let's take it inside. Again, those are small, annoying annoyances I should say I shouldn't even call it annoyances those are small tweaks that you have to make but a lot of times when it comes to vacation the entire reason for going is to do things you don't normally do yeah well you can't do that when you have seven different people with seven different needs some people don't maybe they some people don't eat meat maybe some people don't eat seafood for us we're in Alabama and it was all about the sweet tea and the seafood let me tell you what my son doesn't eat Seafood. Let me tell you what he doesn't drink. Sweet tea. Yeah. I mean, so it's one of those things where you have to find something for everyone and you know what you like, you know what your kids like, but then you have to start extending that out. Hey, what is it that you like? Oh, you don't like that? Okay, let's let's do this. And you also don't want to travel all that way, be in the car for 15 hours to eat at the Applebee's that's down the street. Oh my gosh, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. You go on a trip in a new city and there's all these fun places and you have Yelp so you can see oh, this has really good ratings and it has a wide variety of food that like everyone can eat. There's food for kids and all this stuff. And then they're like, well, let's go to Olive Garden. Or I think we're just going to eat a light dinner and eat at McDonald's. No. (laughs) McDonald's is never dinner. No. 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 That is so... I will be hungry again in 15 minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not... Most of the time, what costs you the most money is traveling somewhere and the place you stay. So if you've already spent that money, it's gone. If you've booked your hotel, your condo, that money has been gone for months. So don't go on vacation and be cheap. That is something I don't understand. Yes, you can be on a budget. I'm not saying let it fly. You don't have to have like lobster. For sure. But I'm just saying, if you're going on vacation and you're trying to be cheap, you shouldn't have went on vacation in the first place because it's yes. not a necessity. Yeah. So if you're trying to say, oh, you know what? We're just going to eat McDonald's because we can all eat for 20 bucks. You know how you would have saved yourself a lot of money? Not gone on vacation. For me, I want to go and sit outside at a restaurant I'm probably never going to eat at again in my life. Yes. And that's coming from a picky person. Yeah. I don't like seafood. I don't like a lot of things that the other people in our party liked. But I always found something that worked for me. I mean, luckily, I've been a part of my husband's family for a really long time, so they know that I'm picky, but I always tell them, unless you're going to a place that is specifically um, Asian food or specifically um, seafood, I can find something somewhere. So don't base it around me. Pick a place. I'll find a chicken option, a pasta option, something else for me to eat. But I am not going to go and have tater tots, at the local... Sonic. Let's yes. go to Sonic. Let's not. No. And I don't want to go to Sonic for ice cream. There's so many places to get exactly. ice cream that you're never going to eat at again. I'm not going to Sonic. I'm not going to Dairy Queen. We're not going to go anywhere we can go in Kansas. The whole point is we're somewhere else. 
let's dive on in to somebody else's world here just for a little bit and we can go back to eating Sonic when we get home. Well, and I'm not going, I'm also not going to let my kids or anyone else's kids for that matter dictate where we eat. Like, for sure. don't give me the excuse, well, my kids might not like that. Well, I don't care. <laughs> like, it's not like I'm picking sushi. Like, let's go eat sushi. Obviously not with a bunch of little kids. Right. So, well, we do have we do have a friend, her kid, their kids love sushi. Oh my gosh, so my we, niece and, and nephew. Our kids love sushi too. Yeah. But in general, like right. I'm not going to pick something like that. But let's try, you know, like if it's a chain that we have at home, let's steer away from that. For sure. It's not that difficult. No, it's not. It's it's really not. And I just feel like you're supposed to do things that you wouldn't normally do when you were at home. You're supposed to branch out. Things. Absolutely. And especially when if you were a parent and you're taking your children on a vacation, on a trip, you're telling them, "Hey, we're going to do we're going to go to a place we've never been before so that we can experience things we've never experienced." Opening them up to being um you know, to stepping outside of their boundaries at a young age is so important. I never went on big vacations when we were kids and it was because we couldn't afford it and I was I knew that and I was fine with it. But when we did go to Omaha or St. Louis, we felt like royalty. We were sleeping in a hotel. We couldn't believe it. We made the absolute best out of the hotel pool because oh, we yes. didn't have a pool at home. Yeah. We didn't get to stay in a hotel. So I feel like setting your kids up to be open-minded and not afraid to take chances at a really young age is so important. It will shape the kind of people that they are in the future because let me tell you, I am pretty much scared of everything. I have anxiety about a lot of things and not because my parents put that on me, but because I didn't experience a lot of things when I was a kid. I pretty much had the same routine every single day and now that I'm an adult, I'm like, you know what? That's how people get hurt. Oh, you see that ride over there? Mm, that looks like an accident waiting to happen. So I feel like now when you're on vacation, set your kids up in a way where you're like, just try it. If you don't like it, don't eat it. Well, yeah. And if, if you go to a restaurant and they don't like any of the food, guess what? They're not going to starve. <laughs> They'll go back to wherever you're staying and eat the mountains of snacks that you brought. They'll be fine. You should have seen the counter. You should have seen the counter and the refrigerator at our condo. It looked like a frat house. <laughs> it was just lined with so many different kinds of soda, so many snacks, Twizzlers, gummy worms, M&Ms, so much ice cream and things in the freezer. We had to end up throwing out so many things because... We couldn't eat it all, even though there was eight of us. Yeah, well, and, and if you have, like, chips or anything like that, it always gets soggy. And, but I love having it because it's my favorite. <laughs> yes, I know. You know what else stinks about just being on someone else's schedule is why does it take three hours to leave the house or wherever it is you're staying? Like, everybody wakes up at 8 o'clock because most, I mean, and when we go on a trip, it's younger kids under the age of 10, usually. Everybody's up at like 7.30, 8 o'clock. We don't leave the house till 11. Can we, like, let's get it going. Why does it have to take so long to do anything or go anywhere? It drives me crazy. But the exact thing, that exact scenario played out for us multiple times. And getting everyone out of the house 
getting everyone to figure out like the showering schedule. I'm like, how about the kids shower at night so then they don't have to do it in the morning? And we got on a routine, again, much easier with older kids than it is with younger kids. But it's usually not the kids who are the ones lagging behind. It's the adults, 100%. Because we're thinking, okay, let me let me do the laundry because there's laundry in the condo so we might as well wash these things so we don't have to. You know, we're thinking ahead. Meanwhile, we're missing out on an opportunity to just get out, to just go somewhere. And when we say let's go shopping, I don't mean at the Walmart that's down the street. Yes. I don't want to go to Walmart in any city ever unless I need something. I need some bottled water. I need some toilet paper. I need some tampons. Cool. Go to Walmart. If I don't need those things, I'm not going shopping there. I have Walmart at home. Yeah. So I'm... I'm yes. Well, and... Also, when you're trying to leave and you say, let's go shopping, it doesn't need to be a 30-minute conversation about, uh, well, how, who's going to ride with who and how are we going to get here? Yes. And, like this whole thing. Uh, it just Let's just leave. Yes. That's why having your own vehicle when you're on a road, that is like one of the biggest, because it's like, we'll just get, we'll get in our van and we will leave. We'll, we'll meet, you, meet you there. If you can't decide right now before we leave, we will leave. We'll go somewhere. You can decide and text us where you're at because I'm, I do. Oh, that's one of my biggest things is just waiting around while other people grab their stuff or discuss things or I'm like, let's just go. Luckily on this trip, we really did not have a lot of that because I, I think for mul multiple reasons. The personalities that were there, we kind of were all in sync. Like, let's do, we were, we did not have any plans. And so we were cool with whatever. Let's just yeah. get out. Let's just go. But we have done a family vacation. It was years ago. Um, George's grandparents were celebrating an anniversary and we went to Branson and it was everyone. All of the cousins and all of the families. And the families. more people you add, it Holy, just makes all the issues bigger. I cannot even tell you. I don't think my blood pressure has ever been so high as it was that day. And we only had one kid at the time, and he was one. And so you would think, okay, we're trying to plan around the one-year-old. No. It was the adults. I want to go to Olive Garden. I don't. I hate Olive Garden. I want to go here. I'm not hungry enough to eat anything. You guys go without us. But the way it said, it's like, you guys go without us. I'm going to make you pay if you go without us. You know what yeah. I mean? So we just spent so much time in parking lots looking at each other that I felt like if if another family is driving by and wants to adopt me, I'm getting in their car. Like yes. I'm 100% piecing out on all of this and never doing it again because that's too many people. There's too many personalities, too many people, too much of, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Well, what, what do you want to do? I would have rather someone said, let's bungee jump then stand in a parking lot looking at each other. And I am definitely afraid of bungee jumping. Yeah. Well, I think it doesn't take very long for everyone to get on each other's nerves. Like, there's always going to be... I mean, I mean, I, I people get on my nerves when I'm around them for 30 minutes. So, on a trip, it gets... It's pretty tedious. And you have to have a place to get away from people. There's been multiple times on trips where it's a bigger group of people that we have taken our kids and gone someplace else. And like, don't follow us. You don't need to know where we're going. <laughs> we're we're taking away. our kids and we're going someplace else without you guys. Yeah, it happens. You know, everybody needs a, a time to retreat. What helped me 
was the fact that I had my vacation before I went on this trip. So I felt like I got me time. I got to be yeah. myself. I got to do the things I wanted to do. And so it was so much easier to be, to sacrifice. I don't know if that's really a good word to use, but it was so much easier to go with the flow when I felt like my, that I was rejuvenated. It was almost like going to the spa for two days. Even though I wasn't at the spa, that's what it felt like because it was all about me. Which is also a really weird feeling and something that I feel especially moms and wives do not do often enough and that is travel by themselves. Meet a friend. Go somewhere without your husband, without your kids. Get your love tank full, as Vicky would say from Real Housewives of Orange County. <laughs> Fill up that love tank and then you can go and give more to your families and to your husbands because the truth is when you have nothing left in the tank, you're not giving anything. And the more people try to scrape out of the bottom of it, the more irritable you are, the more you feel like, is this all my life is ever going to be? And you start to get very cynical. You start, at least I'm going to speak on behalf of myself, I start to feel like maybe this is the reason why I didn't want children to begin with. Maybe I knew deep down I wasn't going to get any chance or any opportunity to do things I want to do, to do things that I love to do. And because I was a mom so young, I've only known adulthood being a mom. So when I went on that trip, I mean, my friend and I looked at each other and we were like, we have to do this. I'm 33 years old. We have to do this once every couple of years. It's a weekend. It's not that big of a sacrifice. It can be my birthday, Mother's Day, Christmas, Valentine's, every single year. I don't care. I need two days away to remember why I love and miss the people who are at home waiting for me. I need it. Yes, I agree. It's important. It's so important. And I think I think Dad should do it too. I think my husband was saying, well, when are we going to get to go on a trip with somebody? Plan it. That's the difference between men and women. Women are like, hey, so here's the flight. It's this much cheaper if we go this day. I have points for a hotel, this, that, etc. And we, we're much better at follow through than men are. Much better well, than men Well, I, I do have to say my husband does go on guide trips and does help plan them and go. And I have never been on a friend trip. Ever? No. Okay. And he, and he goes on one or two a year. What? Yeah. One or two a year? Flying? Well, um, when they go to Colorado to go hiking, they drive. Um, and this last time they went to Indianapolis, they did fly. And but, they went to Indianapolis for? Um, college, ba- it's like a college basketball. Oh, it's the tournament. Tournament. But it's before the season, season. starts. I didn't realize that they flew to do that. Well, the first year, maybe two years, they drove to Indianapolis. But this last time they flew. Well, okay, so then I feel like it's your turn. Oh, I, yes. You need I a friend agree. trip. Yes. And, I, and it I mean, doesn't even have to be that far away. That's exactly what I said. I told my husband when I got back. I was like, you don't understand how much, I didn't even know how much I needed it until I got it and felt feelings that I have not felt in a really, really long time. Like, it, there was moments where I truly, like, could outstretch my arms, look up to the sky, and say, thank you, Jesus, for my life. Because I felt that grateful in those moments. And it was insane. It was so good. And I even told him, 
I want to do it every year, but I don't care if me and my friend drive four hours to St. Louis and spend a weekend in St. Louis doing what we want to do. I don't care. It does not have to be an expensive trip. I just need to get away. Well, and it doesn't even have to be that long of a trip. I feel like even if um, a family member watches our kids for the night and we have like a full day, a night, and most of the next day, that's like a vacation almost where you could just, if just recharging everything and kind of getting back on track and then you do appreciate your kids more, just needing a little bit of time away from them and then free time to do whatever you want and not have to think about whatever, what am I going to feed them? I'm going to need I need to do more dishes, blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you what I want my next trip to be. I want my next trip, friend trip, I should say, to be me and a friend, maybe even a few, doesn't matter, but people who are laid back and chill because you cannot travel with everyone. Just because they're your friend doesn't mean that they'd be a good travel companion. So I, I feel, feel like, like I don't mm. want to travel with super planners. No. So this is my this is the exact trip I would want to take. I would want to fly to Vegas. Hear me out on this one because I'm not a gambler and I'm not a big drinker. I would want to fly to Vegas, get in my hotel, change into my swimsuit, so obviously it needs to be hot, and sit by the pool and drink and eat snacks all day long. Come up, change, go to dinner, probably in my hotel because I don't want to leave and there's a lot of really good restaurants depending on the hotel you go to. Mm -hmm. Go to bed and wake up and do it again. I don't need to put any money into gambling. I don't need to go see shows. I don't need to walk around. I need to sit and literally get a tan. That's what I need to do. That's pretty much my ideal trip too. Like a vacation or girls weekend or whatever. Sunshine, laying there, not having to do anything and eating a whole bunch of food. Yeah, why not? That no I don't makeup, make. No, unless I choose to make it. For sure. No makeup, no reason for getting ready, just being laid back. And you know what? Reading a book, looking through a magazine, doing whatever, listening to a podcast, doing whatever I want to do. And being cool with maybe not speaking for a couple of hours. I don't need to fill every single moment of time with voices. I can be in my own element, not having to talk. But I told my husband that and he's like, that sounds boring. No, it sounds glorious. And honestly, I would do that trip by myself. I wouldn't care. I would go do that exact same trip and eat what I want to eat, lay by the pool, read a book. Do that for a day and a half, come back and feel like a brand new person. If, if I wasn't worried that someone would literally murder me, <laughs> that sounds like I would do that by myself. Okay. Because it would be fun. But I, I have so much anxiety. I would be looking over my shoulder. I agree. Nonstop that someone was stalking me and following me and was going to murder me. Okay. Because or I would get lost or something horrible would happen to me. Because you brought this up, we have got to talk about, and I was not going to go here because it's a dark place. We have got to talk about the woman in the Dominican Republic who got beat up at the all-inclusive resort. I have not heard of this story. I was thinking of a different story. Oh, okay. Well, hold on to your horses because I'm going to basically make it quick. She just came out. This happened months ago, but she has not been ready to talk about the trauma. And I will send you the link because you have got to read it. It's insane. She went to the Dominican Republic. It was her, her husband, and another couple. 
she um, was going to go down and get something at the restaurant or something like that, and it ended up not being open. So uh-huh. she was going to go to a vending machine, I believe it was, something where she could get a snack. She's walking by herself. It's at night inside of an all-inclusive resort. And she says, and this is the most terrifying part for me, aside from all of the other things that happened, she said that she heard footsteps Uh and they were louder and louder and got closer. And before she knew it, there was someone behind her dragging her, kicking and screaming into an unlocked maintenance closet. Uh From there, basically, he beat her to a pulp. There are photos of what her face looked like. Beat her unconscious. She was going in and out of consciousness They did a rape kit, but it had been too many days since she had been left for dead. Uh, The guy thought he killed her. He thought that he had killed her. Um, She had her eyes completely... They were not... She was not able to open them. She had no way of possibly survival whatsoever. Her husband was looking for her, couldn't find her. She said she was going to be right back. He knew something had to have happened to her. And she said she recognized... The uniform from the employee who oh. took her, uh-huh. and but not a face. And again, she's like, I know I was going in and out of consciousness. I remember not being able to open my eyes because they were already swelling shut and grabbing things around me, finding a rock and trying to figure out how far away the door was so I could try to make my escape. So she ended up being in what she called a hole that had water in it. So she was laying here, battered, bruised, scared. Her kids are at home. Her husband and their friend are wherever on the resort. And she finally heard people above her and just started screaming for help. So they found her. They took her to the hospital. She had... How long was she in there? Eight hours. Oh, my God. Eight hours fighting for her life. And she said there was no other way to describe how she survived other than pure willpower to live. She said, I just had to live. I knew I had to. And I knew this person who did this to me, I knew they thought that they had killed me. I knew they did. And they left me there to die and to be found. And I couldn't. I could not let myself go. So she got taken to a hospital, obviously flew home, and she said it was so hard before her kids saw her. And there's no way for her to recover without her kids seeing her. Before they saw her, she spoke about having to warn them Mommy doesn't look the way that she normally does, and it's okay, and I'm going to be okay, and something bad happened, but we don't need to worry about that, all of those things. And then they posted the photo of her face, and I can honestly tell you I can't look at it again. I'll send you the link. It's in there. It is so terrifying to think something like that could possibly happen. And, of course, this is at a really nice all-inclusive resort and at a resort where we just were last summer. Not the exact resort, obviously. But the same area. But the same area, absolutely. And I loved features. that area. I it loved it. It, is so, it was such a great trip. It was so awesome. I would go back a hundred times over again. It was so fun. And you think these things happen to people like us. They happen to people who are going on a vacation for a good time. She wasn't drunk. She wasn't trying to be ballistic or belligerent or nothing. She was walking for a snack, something that we did over and over and over again on our own trip. And this is what happened to her. This is the result of what happened. And of course, she is trying to figure out 
how to find this person because right now they haven't found yeah, him. Yeah, how many other people has he done that to that they have not found? Absolutely. And, of course, you're fighting with, um, you know, you're an American fighting with the government on a completely different, you know, scale. They're not, they're probably not caring too much about finding the person who did it because this is their country. The police and the rules and the laws and everything are so different. So they told her, basically, the people, her lawyers who she hired told her, you might as well drop this. You're never going to get what you want from it. And if you do, you're going to spend a lot of time and a lot of money flying back and forth pressing the issue. So the hotel itself came out with a um, a statement saying that they obviously are, are working with the um, law enforcement to figure it out, but they take no responsibility in what happened because she cannot prove that it was someone working at the resort even though she saw the uniform because what if they stole the uniform what if all of these other things she can't prove it so basically we're sorry that happened but we're stepping up security and we're going to be safe so people can still travel and come to our resort well and i must have caught the end of that story on the radio because they were talking about um how most of the most of the time if you get drugged or hurt on vacation by someone else it's not someone who works there most of the time, it's another guest. Like, especially um, in recent years, going to Mexico, they always say, you know, I got, you know, the bartender slipped me something. And I, there's been cases where people have drowned in the pool because they were slipped something in their drink. And I guess it's the majority of the people, it is not people who are working there. It's other people, other guests that are scary it is scary out there and I have a hard time just in general with anxiety and uh getting out of Mm -hmm. the house and so hearing those stories I I'm weird in that way because I love true crime but it I I tell myself it's making me smarter Mm -hmm. like to know all these stories probably more paranoid probably like I'm sure I'm a little bit safer just you know, being more aware sure. of my surroundings, but yes, more paranoid as Absolutely. also. I mean, that was the, obviously that was a story that just came out. Again, it happened months before. She didn't exactly say like the dates, but she said she wasn't ready. She needed to come to terms with it. I'm sure there's a lot of therapy in her future. And I mean, God love her. I cannot even imagine going through that, but that was one story. And then while I was gone too, the, the missing hiker in Hawaii who was found after 16 days oh of being gosh. missing. Did you see that one? No. I was thinking there's a story right now about a missing mom in Connecticut. No. This is a missing hiker. She went on a hike. She lives in, She's a yoga instructor. Lives in Hawaii. Uh, hiked by herself many of times. Told her Which boyfriend. Which they say not to do. They say not to do. Told her boyfriend, hey, I'm going to go for a hike. Even with a dog. They say do not hike by yourself. Never came back. And um, he called and was like, this is not like her. She's not answering her phone, etc. So they... They found her car. He gave them a few places she hikes because she's an avid hiker. This is what she does. And they found her car with her keys and her cell phone inside, which makes sense because you're not going to get service yeah. out in the middle of these this area. And um, 16 days she was missing. They called off the search after, I don't remember how many days. I want to say it was five. And her That's, family yeah. was adamant. We have to hire our own rescue team. She is out there. We know it. She has. She is out there. And so with the help of the public and GoFundMe, they raised enough money to hire their own um, team to be able to search. 
there's so many videos I'll have to share them with you. If you guys have not seen this, you have to go and look at it. There's videos of her family, her mom, her dad, her boyfriend, all every day going out there on foot with dogs and a team to try to find her, and they couldn't. And then one day, the rescue team was up in a helicopter and spotted her in a ravine. Oh and gosh. she was there waving at them. They waved back at her to signal that they saw her. And this is so 2019, but the rescue team took a selfie with her. She was in a, a state where she was healthy enough to smile for a photo. Other than being sunburned in her face, like uh-huh. her, her nose, her lips being sunburned, her overall appearance wasn't that scary. The part that was scary is that sh- her feet. She had been walking for seven days. She got hurt. I can't remember if she fell or what happened, but she had gotten hurt. And so for the last eight days, she hadn't been able to walk. Uh So she was sitting in that ravine because she found water and was able to survive off of plants and water. And um, her feet are, again, there's videos, there's photos of it. Her feet are ravaged. They are just disgusting. But super happy to be alive she besides being dehydrated and very very exhausted she was fine and it was so eerie to me because they interviewed the boyfriend and I felt like people were kind of looking at him like what did you do to your girlfriend this doesn't make any sense and they interviewed him when he was still looking for her and he said this sounds really weird but when I come up here to hike to look for her I feel her presence. I feel that she is in this area. I know it. My heart starts to race. I just know she's up here. And every day that I leave, I feel like I'm leaving her behind. Every single day, it makes me sick to leave her out here by herself. And I thought, that is so strange for a person to feel like they feel someone else and can't find them. And I can only imagine the reconciliation or the, is that what it's called? Reconciliation? Is that when you get, mm. find somebody? What is that called? Recognition? No. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm at a loss for words. English major at a loss for words. Um, the I like uh, the relief of finding yes. her. And just knowing, number one, that you didn't, there was no foul play. You didn't do anything to cause this from happening. But two, that you did not give up. Because imagine, they end up finding her and they realize after all this testing and things like that that she survived way longer than the team was out there looking for her. So they got online and basically on Facebook and said, because of you and all of your donations, our daughter is alive and we are so grateful and there's nothing we can do to repay you, but just thank you so much. Like Talk about parents who are like absolutely not I'm not giving up on my kid I'm kind of obsessed with people going missing in the woods and (laughs) I've listened to like the guy in the green van that we talked about yes no no like hikers or just campers I'm obsessed with those stories if if anybody ever wants to chat with me about um that kind of stuff I listened to lots of podcasts and read books about just people randomly going missing anyway all of that to say just a couple of tips when you are in the woods. One, don't go by yourself, even with a dog. Two, if you are going to go by yourself and you do get lost, stay put. They always say don't keep walking because you could you could be narrowly missing the people searching for you. So you're supposed to stay in one spot. Yeah. I mean, unless it gets to the point where there's like you're there for a couple of days and there's literally no water, that would be the only reason to move um because like what happened to her she got hurt while she was trying to and a lot of times with hikers i think they think 
if I just keep going, I'll find my way out of it. And a lot of times they don't. They get hurt and they get more lost. For sure. Yes. They panned over. I mean, honestly, they panned over this area that she was found in. And there is no other way to describe it other than finding a needle in a haystack. It is miles and miles and miles long and they spotted her well and it also is surprising because one of the statistics i don't know the exact numbers but they say your chances of survival if you're um out hiking if you have a gun with you go up almost 60 percent wow Um, well even just not even just to protect yourself but to eat if you have a gun with you you can shoot something Mm mm-hmm um, and then if you're if you're in the woods where there are large predators, I mean, a lot of times that happens too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then your chances of survival go up significantly even more if you have a GPS unit. So if that's in your watch or some other kind of GPS with you. Like, if you have a gun and a GPS, you're not going to be lost in the woods forever basically well let me just tell you if you ever get lost in the woods the last person on earth you would want with you is me (laughs) you would just have to leave me behind to die because i'm of no good use whatsoever (laughs) i'm scared of everything i will not eat bugs i mean and people would say if your life depended on it you would change your mind i am here to tell you i would ask jesus to take me i'm not kidding and not because i don't have a lot to live for but because I am so freaking scared. I would be so scared to just eat the wrong type of thing and then kill myself anyways. Yeah, that's like, true. I would just end up being I would end up being the person who was hallucinating, feeling like there are people there that are actually there. And you'd probably want to just push me down the hill because I'm not gonna be any use. I would give myself in the woods by myself no more than thirty six hours and I would be dead. Uh, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that because I don't think either one of us are going to be, like, hiking in the woods by ourselves. No, we are not. Absolutely not. I've read to too, way too many stories. No. Oh, my gosh. We go on our little walks in the neighborhood and we're like, this is kind of... Oh, well, no. Yeah. If, if the trail goes into the woods just a little bit, if we cannot see houses from that trail, we don't go on them. <laughs> That's exactly right. We are too pretty to be kidnapped. <laughs> well, we've chatted for quite a long time we, we didn't even talk about everything that we wanted to talk about and so in future episodes just just know that we will be talking about um how people don't discipline their kids or uh how unruly people's kids are we didn't even get to that which is a huge thing yes and how a lot of kids the reason why they are the way that they are because everybody asks i wonder why they're like that Have you met their parents before? Because I just had a run-in today at the library with a lady who was not so pleasant. So sometimes, yes, kids need to be disciplined. But we also need to cut them slack because sometimes the people that are raising them are not exactly um, the kindest people in the world. Oh, absolutely. Yes, no, it's 100%. Yeah, kids don't know any better most of the time. Like, they don't know what they don't know. Right. So we're going to be talking about that. We are we talked about this before, I think in our trailer when we said we are going to have an episode dedicated to the 90s because we are both 100% obsessed with the 90s and growing up in the 90s because yes. it was the best era to grow up in. Um either an episode or two. We could go on for like a month. We're so obsessed with the 90s, it's insane. I started uh, making just like a list of 90s food. 
Oh my god! I spent like an hour like fruit roll ups, like that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, just candies that you have completely forgotten about. Food you've forgotten about. Oh, interesting. Oh, it's such a walk down memory lane. We are also going to have a husband question and answer episode for sure. Yes. Um, Definitely want to get our sisters on here because I feel like they would tell our listeners a person. They would have their own perspective on the type of people that we are and our personalities. It's probably scary. <laughs> I don't know scary. if I want to know that. Like, I already know how I am. It's probably scary, but I feel like my sisters would be like, let me tell you a couple things that, of course, would be embarrassing, but probably 100% true. So someday, obviously, I want to get them on there. I also have a friend. She even mentioned, she's like, I would love to come on as a guest. We are coming at life from a wife and mother perspective. We have friends who are looking to be mothers and wives and haven't found that person yet. So what's dating like? We haven't dated in almost 20 years. Oh, yeah. So what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of people out there that are saying, hey, I would love to be in your shoes and be able to relate to you, but I can't find a decent human to marry. So kind of going down that that yeah, I have a friend road. that lives out in the middle of nowhere, oh, which I'm, is the exact opposite of suburbia Us. yeah absolutely that would be if, if you guys have any ideas or something you'd like to hear about um me personally i don't know about you uh, just kind of complaining about annoyances is one of my favorite things to do it's kind of a hobby of mine so i if you if that's not something anybody wants to hear just let me know <laughs> no. but just things you want to hear about or suggestions um Always up for suggestions. You guys can hit us up on all of our social media channels. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are doing all of the things bringing you good content. Hopefully you guys will enjoy each one of these episodes and just know it will keep getting better. Stick with us. We have so many different things that we want to talk about. So many stories and things that we want to share. Um, But I think the most important thing is just getting out our personalities and kind of where we come from, our background, the type of people that we are. And then we are going to start diving into some of the um, some of the things that we're the most interested in and that you guys have said you're the most interested in. Yeah, I probably won't be sharing too much that I'm interested in because I'm a big old nerd. No, people are nerds. They like nerdy things. Well, maybe. They do. They like nerdy things. And for me, it's like, mm, I'm going to be sharing probably some really good stories about my parenting days and with my kids being young. And even now, because I have a high schooler and it's only going to get worse. I thought middle school might kill me. Um, and it didn't. Thank you, God. But high school just might because... Ugh. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Hopefully I'll be alive for the next episode because things are happening around here. And please come back. Yes. For our next episode. Come back for our next episode. We are so happy that you guys have are here at all and listening and we get it. There's a lot. We're unpacking a lot of stuff and we try to cut it down, but you guys, we have things to say. I know. And it's all important. I keep thinking we can chop some parts out. No, no, this is all, this is us. We're just laying it out there. A hundred percent. This is us. We are not, we want you to see every aspect of things. It's not always pretty. It's not always organized, but it is always honest. So on that note, we will wrap this up and we will see you next Wednesday for episode three. Bye.